Welcome to the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast, a ball blast football production. Here are your hosts, Matthew Betts, Matt Okada, and John Helmkamp. What is up, everybody? Welcome back into the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast here on the Ball Blast Football YouTube channel, or of course in your favorite podcast app. Matthew Betts, Matt Okada, John Helmkamp, back with you tonight to break down Najee Harris. Now, Woo! if you the melting of our faces that we, we had this experience together watching Javante Williams film, as of your listening of this, it was a couple of days ago. Uh, it, it was fantastic. Go to the YouTube page, check it out. Of course, go back in your podcast app, check that out as well. Our full thoughts on Javante there. But tonight, boys, we are talking Najee Harris, the running back out of Alabama. We know the story with Najee, right? Like swept the country this year with almost every statistical category. The guy was an absolute monster. Let's talk about his pl- player profile first. Okay, he is a senior. He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. The number one running back in the 2017 class. Hev- most heavily recruited running back in the country. 6'2", 230. Now, we talked about with Javante Williams, his size being a little bit more compact, more what we're looking for in a running back profile. Does the size for Najee worry anyone at all? No. Being a little bit taller and... You know, just different build than Javante Williams. It's no. it's not a it's not a concern to me, um, because he has the weight and the mass to go along with his height and the agility to go along with that. He's a load. Like the dude is just a dump truck of a running back. He's the closest. <laughs> it did not feel like a compliment. It, it's this just a dump is. truck. He's a dump truck. He's the closest. <laughs> Thing, and he is not him, but he's the closest thing to the Derrick Henry mold that we've seen come out physically recently. Yeah, I mean, not well, excluding AJ Dillon because AJ Dillon is just thick freakness and runs downhill and can't do anything else. But the marriage of ridiculous size plus speed and agility, like he's the closest kind of profile that I think we've seen to Derrick Henry since Derrick Henry came in. Hmm. Uh, I will say I'm not too concerned with the size because of the agility. Yes. Uh, John mentioned in the Javante Williams pod that the ability to stay low and have the lower center of gravity is good for winning. Uh, you know, in uh, when you are contacted by a defender and that's true, but Najee Harris has shown the ability on tape to a, just get around the guy with his agility and B also to show incredible contact balance, regardless of how tall he is. So it does not concern me only because of what I've seen. Yeah. I, fair enough. And I wanted to pose that question that way. Yeah. Cause I think the thing with like the size, when you look at him, it's like, okay, there's this huge dude. Like, is he just going to run, run over dudes? And that's not necessarily the case. Not that he can't do it. I just think that there's like this stigma about like a big running back out of Alabama Bo Scarborough, like this is not that type of player. This is a player that is agile, but he is big and he is agile. So he's a very dangerous runner. I would say from a physicality standpoint, I actually think Javante Williams is more physical than Najee Harris is. Agreed. That's probably fair. So this is not just a large bruiser run downhill and I'm either going to truck you or get tackled. That is not what Najee Harris profiles as as a running back. So get that out of your head. Oh, see his pure measurements, Johnny. Yeah. All right. This this is a, this is a special throwback for the 2020 Di- uh, Red Shirts Dynasty podcast fans. 
when you came up with the nickname Thick Freakness for AJ Dillon. Yes, mm-hmm. Are you I ready for this? Very well. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Najee Harris, Thick Sweetness. Okay. Oh, Let's oh. Go. this might <laughs> This might be a thing. I will say I, I'm not huge on doing player like comps unless I yeah. really see one. And there is a comp for Najee that I've seen. I think the first time that I saw it was from Ragey Q. I want to give props where, where I see it. The best comp that I think Najee Harris has is Steven Jackson. Mm, that is one good. that I think makes a lot of sense. Jackson okay. was, I think, 6'3", 235 or something like that. So he was even a little bit bigger than Najee. But that just kind of built in a lab running back size with the agility and the downhill ability as well. Uh, Steven Jackson was very, very good early in his career with the Los Angeles Rams, or I'm sorry, St. Louis Rams at the time. And I, I think the Najee comps very similarly to that profile. Absolutely. Let's talk about his age for a second. Cause that's, I think, that's a sticking point for a lot of people. I'm going to tell you to fade that. I mean, he's 22 years old as of today. He turns 23 on March 9th. So that is coming up very quickly. Happy birthday, happy birthday, Najee. Uh, happy birthday, 23 Najee. years old, entering the NFL. Normally, you talk to yourself and it's a wide receiver or something, and you're like, okay, that's a little bit l- later than I would like. Guys, we're looking for a running back to give us three, maybe four years in Dynasty if we're lucky. Like, these guys don't produce for years and years and years. So... I'm good with the age. Does that scare anyone? Because I've heard that be a knock on him as far as like a negative in his scouting profile. It doesn't, especially since I expect him to produce right out of the gate. Like if this was a a more developmental talent who we thought was going to go later in the draft, but we still kind of liked, and we had to wait two years to get get him to be an RB1 on a team, that would be concerning maybe. But Najee Harris is not that. He's going to be drafted probably in the, potentially in the late first round. Mm-hmm. and be a lead back very quickly. So we're going to get several years of production, all the years we could want, before he hits any kind of cliff. Yeah, Najee and Tua are getting the band back together in Miami. That uh, mm. like, I, I, I don't see that not happening. As long I as I also get a receiver, I'm good with that. Well, my, I, I think they're going to use... At, I think at pick 18, I think it's Najee to Miami. I, I after they've already gotten a receiver earlier? After they've already gotten a receiver earlier. I think they literally go bang bang and get two blue chip skill players to go along with that offense the defense is in really good shape they just locked up uh sanders their kicker to the biggest contract for a (laughs) kicker ever Um, oh there you go i'm gonna take a kicker in the first round i have to plug myself because it's i i love what i wrote please go read my article on deadspin about jason sanders being a dual threat kicker for his receiving ability (laughs) is i i'm so proud of that article but their special teams is good. Their defense is in really good shape. The priority has to be surrounding Tua with skill players. Go give him his old buddy. Bring Najee into town. And I agree with you. I don't think that the age is a massive concern for me because we play Dynasty on a shorter window, especially for running backs. Running backs are the last thing that I add to my Dynasty rosters when I'm ready to contend. Everything else needs to already be good and then you get the running back, and you go all in. Najee is an all-in type of running back for the next two to three years. Agreed. With that being said, we have already talked about his draft capital. He's probably going to go in the first round. I mean, at the absolute worst, he's going to go in the second round of the NFL draft. I don't see him falling out of the first. We know first-round NFL 
running backs produce. So that helps to kind of bolster his analytics profile, so to speak. So obviously Najee is a top tier rookie pick this year. Would you guys agree mid to early first for Najee off the board in rookie drafts? Consensus, yes. That is consensus, yes. Okay. That's all I'm asking we'll talk, you. We'll, we'll talk about it in the future. We'll talk about okay, it. That's, all, that's okay. all I'm asking. So he'll have the draft capital. The age we're not concerned about. He's got the size. How about the stats? Fellas, listen to the numbers from last year alone. 252 yards. 1,464 rushing yards. yards. 252 carries. Uh, carries, sorry. 1,400 yards. Six yards per attempt. 26 rushing touchdowns. 43 receptions on 53 targets for almost oh 450 yards. 43 oh oh, receptions boy. for a running back that is 6'2", 229. He actually yeah. uh, posted a video of him weighing 232, by the way. Um, Let's go. So gracious. The dude big, and he's running like 18 miles an hour on a treadmill. And you know what's interesting? Over 40 receptions. Johnny, earlier in this pod kind of comped him or said he was close in a way to Derrick Henry. But what's interesting is he is as freakish as Derrick Henry, but in a different way. Derrick Henry combines speed with his size in a way that is mind-blowing. Najee Harris combines pass-catching chops and agility with his size in a way that, in my opinion, is equally as mind-blowing. So when you imagine, when you think of Derrick Henry and his speed and you say, you think in your mind how crazy that is, Think about Najee Harris in that way, just with different attributes. Agreed. Well said. Fellas, it was slow to get you know going, I think, at Alabama. But you look at the running backs that come out of there. He just had to like wait his turn. Josh Jacobs was there. Damian That's Harris was there. Like I know Bo Scarborough wasn't like great. He was still around. He was good running. in college. Yes, he was that's what good I'm saying. Bama. So I was good. His, I feel like Scarborough is a college name, you know, when you get to the NFL, oh, yeah. it's not gonna work. So his production like profile might look a little thin on the surface, but you just look at these last two seasons. He checks the boxes, no doubt about it. Yep. How about some advanced metrics? The breakout age of 21 and a half, that is good. Last year, his dominator rating, 32%. What is that? Better than Javante Williams, who we talked about last time, being 30% and being elite. Nah, he checks the boxes there, can absolutely. We... Real quick. Go ahead. Can, can we give the cliff notes of dominator rating for a running back? Because I feel like dominator rating is, is frequently used to describe wide receiver production, but I don't feel like it's utilized as much for the running back community, and I think that it should be. So dominator rating for the running back position is yardage plus touchdown percentage for the team, correct? Correct. Yes. See. That is, I think, important. And I think dominator rating gets used a lot to talk about wide receivers and basically talking about like their market share and kind of what they bring and, and their total impact on the offense. Same thing for the running back position. And I think it should be utilized to talk about running backs more. I know I'm a film dude and not big into the analytics, but I love that analytical piece of it as a component to go into the profile when looking at these guys. Total amount of rushing yards and rushing touchdowns on a percentage basis of the offense as a whole in terms of what they do in those categories. Being over 30% is elite, period. Yeah. And I guess I, good, absolutely amazing. Good to have some definition there. So that was that was good, John. Um, the bottom line is he was the story of the running backs there in Alabama these last couple of seasons. That's all you need to know. He checked the boxes. Okada, roll the tape. Mm. So on YouTube, you'll be able to watch uh, some of the uh, highlights and film of Najee 
running over Missouri currently. Um, I want to point out one thing. We talked about Javante Williams breaking tackles. You're going to see it with Najee Harris over and over again if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're not, you're doing it wrong. It is on Ball Blast Football's YouTube channel. You got to go watch these. These are meant for YouTube. Nine. Very nice. Oh. Very chill. Force missed there tackles last year. Second most. So he is right behind Javante Williams. To me, a 1A, maybe... One B, like it's just it's right there as far as their tackle breaking ability. Um, love the guy, love what we see on tape as far as his ability to pick up both the tough yards, but then be agile enough in traffic to create on his own. And I think there's other backs in this class that we're going to talk about, <clears throat> Travis Etienne, who may um, not be able to create when things don't go well. And Najee to me does. So your your thoughts there, fellas, on Najee with the tape here. Uh, yes, 100%. While you were talking, he made a little tiny... He just did it again, because he does it on pretty much every play. Okada, a little can you, tiny... Can you back what? up to before this play? They they flashed a stat at the bottom that I want to see. Yeah, just let, let this run real fast. Okay. Uh, so what you're going to see on almost every run from Najee is this little tiny hop step thing that he does. That? 23 career rushing touchdowns all scored inside red zone. Yes. Ah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm. Um, that's actually really interesting, Sad. I'm glad you made us uh, go back and check that I out. I saw that and I was like, oh, that is notable. Oh, okay. It is. And it's very, it makes sense. Anyways, I'm beginning to realize further to my point earlier about Derrick Henry that his combination of size and agility might even be more incredible than Derrick Henry's combination of size and speed. Because. Maybe it's because I've gotten used to Derrick Henry, but like once a big thing gets going, it can still be really fast. But a big thing does not change direction well ever. Like that just right. doesn't make any sense. And Najee Harris's ability to to cut on a dime and mm -hmm. bounce back and forth and right shift there. through holes, right there, it is insane for his size and really really good regardless of size. And that is pretty much his number one. I mean, his contact balance is also insane. To Betts's point. But I think it's his number one skill and ability, and it's the most incredible thing to watch with him on tape. Boom. Foot in the ground, read the block, cut back. Yeah, I agree with you. The most impressive thing about Najee Harris to me is his short space agility. Good gracious. Period. Let alone at 232 pounds. Period. Like, if he weighed yeah. 215, I would love his short space agility. If this he was... If he was 5'9", 195, it would still look good, but we wouldn't yeah. be, like, jumping out of our seats. Yeah. But he, he's 6'2", 230-something, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's ridiculous. And, um, Okada, you need to move him up. I, I'm just... You, I will you not. Gotta, you you so should. So, before, before we get to that, I want to just real quickly point out... We, we're talking about him as a ball carrier, right? Like, and not to be, like, all football guy on this, but, like... So you hear this all the time. It's like, what does this even mean? He's got the nose for the end zone. But you talked about it like scoring rushing mm. touchdowns inside the red zone. Yep. And we talked about it with Javon Williams. That is extremely predictive of success at the next level. So you're getting a guy who could be a one-dimensional back and still be very, very good. But the thing is, he's not one-dimensional. No, so you're getting a back that is truly a three-down workhorse. And I, I feel like... I mean, Javante definitely can fit the bill as a three-down workhorse, but if you're going to tell me pick one guy and put some money on who's going to be a three-down back in the NFL, to me, it's Najee Harris just because of the, the full size profile, the ability to, I mean, do everything that you want a running back to do. It's fantastic. He also has just a huge wingspan. 
Like when you watch him catch passes on tape, there's a, a pass or two from Mac Jones. It's not like it's horribly overthrown, but it's not right at the numbers. He reaches out and snags it with his hands like it's just natural to him. So insane ability in, in all facets of the game. God, freaking Najee Harris, man. So one thing, <laughs> one thing that I will say, and, and yeah, this, this run that we're watching right now from Ole Miss, he scored on a 33-yard touchdown run. So Ooh. that stat that we saw previously was 26 career college touchdowns all inside the red zone. That was his profile before entering this year, and he got better going into this season. I think it was so smart of him to go back to school. He improved his draft stock, in my opinion, tremendously. Potentially from a third-round pick to a first is yeah. realistically what he did to his draft stock if he had declared last year in 2020 and then to come in this year in 2021. His agility is amazing, period, and at his size, it's so good. But he had only scored in the red zone before this year, and then now we're watching all these runs that he's just snapping off from 30, 40, 50 yards out. He got better this year. Maybe he got faster. I did think, watching the film, that he looked leaner coming into this season than he did last year. And I'm Agreed. wondering yeah. if he cut down a little bit and worked on his speed and agility coming into this season and boy did it pay off yes you're right i have to flip the calendar <laughs> last season um i will say first of all as a note whenever you have the exact same notes as somebody else that you're talking with after watching film it's typically a good sign that a player is good at that i have in quotes nose for the end zone in my notes bets to that end, I think he could be Todd Gurley-esque inside the tent. In I terms agree. of... Full. The, he, he is going to be the guy, in my opinion, that has the best chance at scoring 10-plus rushing touchdowns and throwing in five receiving touchdowns yes. frequently throughout his career of this entire class. Especially so, in Pittsburgh. Please <laughs> let that happen. Yeah. If he goes to a good offense, there's a good chance he jumps up my board pretty significantly because of how good he will be in the red zone if he gets there. Now, however, this feels like a decent transition because of that stat we saw to what I do need to say because apparently I'm the only one willing to say it. Or maybe it, other people are, but it just doesn't matter to them as much in this particular trio. I love that run so much. The reason he did not score from outside of the red zone coming into last year or whenever that stat was, might even been partway through this last year, is because... He does not have long speed. He is not very explosive. He does not get to the outside faster than the defenders almost ever. He is a guy who is going to win up the middle. He's going to bounce and, and juke through holes. And then he's going to contact you at the second level and win. And that's great. That's very good stuff. But it is a weakness that shows up on tape. And it's just the way that he is that he is not going to have the highest speed of this class down the field. He is not going to get to the outside quickly enough to break runs to the outside. He does not have big burst that will show up past the line of scrimmage. And it's probably fair. But it the thing is, is fair. like, yeah, the but, thing is like, but well, I'm yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, like, we always talk about long speed for running backs, but like, does it really matter? Like, how often is someone ripping off an 80 yard run? Once That's a year, twice a year, maybe. An like, 80-yard run. It's the most overblown thing that we so, worry about in football. 
An 80-yard run is not that common, but a 25 or 30-yard run is pretty common. And I think that he's got the juice for 25 to 30. I think I so, think too. He, I think that he's got that. I don't think, he, I don't think he's going to snap off your your 70-yard house call like CJ2K. Um, but here's the deal. Nick Chubb, in my opinion, is one of the best running backs in the NFL. I think that his fantasy production is a different conversation because they also have Kareem Hunt, and they kind of split it up more than they probably should. I wish that he had a backfield to himself. If he had a backfield to himself, Nick Chubb would be, in my opinion, a top three fantasy option at the position. I I think that that's true. Uh, Nick Chubb ran a 4.52 40-yard dash. Nick Chubb is 5'11", 227 pounds. Um, He's not blazing fast by any means, but if you have the agility and the power to make the guy miss, you can still get those big yards. You don't necessarily have to run a 4-3-5-40 to be able to to pull out a 40 How about a 4-5-5-40? He'll be a 4-5-5 guy. I don't I know if that's even true. I absolutely think that that Najee is in the four fives. Look at him, he's so slow. <laughs> no, he's not. But <laughs> here's the thing. Man. I'll throw this out there. These are the top five running backs, uh, top six running backs in runs of 20 plus yards last year. Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, and also Gus Edwards, incredibly. Good job for Gus. But those well, other five back. guys, are those not like five of the top seven dynasty running backs maybe? Gus Edwards? And, oh, yeah. and Dalvin Cook They're and Gus Aaron Bus. Jones are also – they have one less than those guys that were at, in, at sixth. So they're also up there, and those are probably two more of the top 12. Almost every RB1 is ripping off 20-yard runs a somewhat significant amount of time of the year. Yeah. I think that we've seen from know. Najee Harris that he's capable of getting you those 20 to 30-yard runs. I don't think that he has – no, he does not have the track speed – to rattle off a 60, 70 yard run, unless they're playing it like eight down in the box, close in, he makes one guy miss, and there's literally not a safety valve behind it. In which case, he could. He could absolutely rattle off a 60 yard run if that's the case. It's all scheme. But he does have the agility and the power, in my opinion, to go get you those chunk plays, those 15, 20, 25 yard runs. I'm receiving it right also, here. Yeah, right here, dude. Come on, Okada. He's also the running that was back. wide open field. He didn't beat <laughs> anyone. Because he made people miss. No, that is yes. A great, that is he a went great to a side of the field where there was no one and didn't have to run that fast to score. It is fast enough. I think the he's point also, is here we're, we're nitpicking because we're trying back. to be objective. He's also yes. the running back that is going to give you 20 carries and five receptions a game. Yes. I think uh, oh, we can wrap sure. it up with here just saying this. He's a complete back. You can do it all. Agile, fantastic vision, great feet, power, can catch the football, can score touchdowns inside the red zone, inside the 10 zone. He can do it all. Maybe he can't rip off a 70-yard run, and Okada doesn't like him for that, but that's the reality. <laughs> I Most still do like get. him, for the record. I <laughs> yeah, still like do, him as much as a few other guys. Where do you currently have him in your ranks, Okada? Oh, you don't want to ask me that. Five. You want to ask. Running back five? Yes. Okay, well, that's that's a conversation for another another time. John, what do you have? Well, he's a hater, Najee's my two. Okay, I have Najee at one right now. We'll For see the record, to the listeners, I will probably have Najee Harris lower than almost anyone, yes. but it's not because I think he's bad per se. It's just that I like 
a few other guys above him, and he is in a tier with the the three guys above him that aren't Javante Williams. So you could you could almost switch him between two and five pretty easily. And to John's point on the Javante Williams pod, you can move players within a tier based on landing spot. Najee Harris could easily get to two in the right landing spot for me. Fair enough. All right, fellas, we'll close it out there. Good talk on Najee Harris, what to expect from him at the NFL level. If you got an early pick, you've, you've got a great guy coming to you. In Rookie Drafts, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Subscribe in your podcast app. We are back next week to break down Travis Etienne. We'll see you guys then. Until next time, we're the Red Shirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out BallBlastFootball.com for all things fantasy football.